All right, so I'm gonna talk about how to weave your, your facts and figures into an engaging narrative. And I, I believe that every data story begins with an insight. And sometimes the term insight is a little bit squishy. You know, we use it a lot, but do we really understand what it means? And, and when I was researching my book, I had to find a good definition. And I really like this definition from Gary Klein, who's a psychologist and author. And he said, it's an unexpected shift in the way we understand things. And so when we do our analysis and we find something, we find that golden nugget, that, that key insight, that aha moment, you know, we want to, we want to share that with others. And we've looked at the numbers and we say, oh man, we're confident. We're confident that the numbers will speak for themselves. And yet what happens is when people start to look at the numbers and are waiting for the numbers to say something, they don't always speak for themselves. They really do need us to, to give them a voice, to give them meaning and interpret the numbers in the right way. So when I think of data storytelling, there's three key elements that we need to consider. And there's probably no surprise here. You've already heard from the other speakers. They've talked about data, narrative, and visuals. Now, the interesting thing is that when we look at the intersections between these bubbles, we start to learn about the power of data storytelling. And so the first thing is, you know, I could give you a bunch of raw data and hope that you would identify the insight in the numbers and that it would be clear to you. Well, that doesn't always happen, right? So we need to go in there and we need to add the narrative. We need to explain the numbers. We need to guide the audience through the, the uh, data and help them to see the key points that we're making. And so narrative is really critical for explaining the information. Now, visuals are also very important as well. Again, if we go back to that raw data table, we're looking, trying to spot anomalies, trends, and patterns in the data. And we may not always see that. And so it's really the visuals that help things to help the audience to see uh, key points in the data in a new light and see those patterns and anomalies clearly. And then lastly, the reason why you're up late last night uh, binge watching the, the latest Netflix show is because as human beings, we love narrative and visuals. They engage us at a very deep level and, and connect with us. And, and we are essentially storytelling creatures as human beings. And so the interesting thing is that when we take the right data, we combine it with the right narrative and the right visuals, all of a sudden we have something very powerful, something that can drive change and can really affect people's opinions and, and, and steer people to take action. So recently or last year, I was presenting on uh, data storytelling. I'd shared those three elements and I asked um, the analytics professionals on this call, which of these elements is, is the hardest for them? And so the results were that 67% of them felt like the narrative, crafting a narrative around their insights and findings was really the biggest challenge. And so I'm going to focus on narrative today. I'm not going to look at the visuals. I'm not going to focus on the data. You can get more of that in my book. So why do we need narrative? So if we think about the common process that goes into this, you know, we have these facts that we've found. We want to share those with the decision maker. And, you know, they, they kind of process them in their brain. And the question is, is it memorable for them? Well, you know, there's a good chance that those facts may not be memorable. Uh, there's also a, a good chance that they're not going to be persuasive. And so this is really why narrative is important, because as we start to add the narrative elements, the context, the supporting details, the flow, the structure of building in a, a, in a narrative, all of a sudden, we've now got a package, essentially, that becomes much more uh, memorable 
and persuasive. And I really like the quote from Daniel Kahneman, if you're familiar with his work, uh, very famous uh, behavioral economist. And he said, no one ever made a decision because of a number. They need a story. And I really do believe that. Now, when we think about what is narrative in terms of data storytelling, I think that's where it gets a little bit um, confusing. And, and, and so I'd like to shed some light on maybe how does narrative come into the picture in terms of data storytelling? Well, often what I've seen is, you know, is it words? You know, often when we see people talking about narrative, oh, it's just having some text with the visualization, maybe some annotations, maybe some commentary. That is data, you know, that is narrative. Okay, um, you know, that's, that's good. Uh, the next thing that I've heard is structure, you know, having organization, having a layout, having a, a sequence or flow of the information. And again, I think structure is, is part of it. And then the last area, which I don't see as much being covered, but it is also very important. If you think about the stories that we, the films that we watch and the books that we read, there's always the setting and there's conflict and there's characters. And so when I think of narrative, I think of it holistically. It's all of these things. All of these things coming together is really how narrative contributes to data storytelling. So I'm not going to be able to focus on the words and the dramatic elements, but I am going to focus on the structure. And I'll dive into that. And one of the things when I was researching my book, I really wanted to come up with a really good basis for structure. And, and if you're familiar with, um, there's Aristotle's, which uh, three-act uh, structure, and a lot of times we hear it kind of coined as like, well, a story has to have a beginning, middle, and end. And that, I always found like it, that wasn't really that helpful because at the end of the day, you could say a report has a beginning, middle, end, and it's not necessarily always a data story or a story. And so I kept looking and I came across this guy by the name of Gustav Freytag, who's a German playwright, and he studied Shakespearean plays. He looked at uh, Greek tragedies, and he found that they all had a very similar story arc to them. And I've taken that story arc and I've applied it to data storytelling setting. I call it the data storytelling arc. So first thing that we need to do when we're presenting some findings to an audience is we need to kind of establish the setting. You know, what are we looking at here? This is marketing data. This is what time frame, giving them some context into what we're looking at. And then also, you know, we, we also do have characters in the sense that if we're looking at marketing data, these might be prospects or customers, maybe it's employee data. And so our, our characters become employees. And then a critical piece of this is a hook. And this is a key observation in our um, findings that kind of launches us on this data story that will capture the attention of the audience and get them excited to hear the rest of your data story. Then from there, we're building in rising, what I call rising insights that build up to a main aha moment. Now our main aha moment is really the main takeaway, the main finding, the key insight that we want our audience to understand and remember. And these rising insights are really kind of like peeling the onion. You know, we're going layers in and we're building up to the aha moment. Now, as, as we, we've talked about today, that's not enough to just share an insight. We need to drive action. We want to drive change. And so that requires us to potentially build out, okay, so here we've spotted a problem or we've found an opportunity. What are the, what are the options that the audience or decision makers have? What are, you know, and that might involve some additional analysis to kind of explore, well, there's three options here. These are the steps that we can take. And hopefully through this entire process, the audience's knowledge is being enriched 
and also their likelihood to act is, is, is being amplified. Now, let me give you a quick example of how you could structure your findings. And this is actually based on a real case example where a North American retailer had its data science team coming in and they were going to do an analysis of their, their orders, their customer transactions. And they expected to find this, a, a normal distribution of orders by order size. But what they found when they went into the data was this. And they found this double peak over here, which really surprised the data science team. And so they're going, well, what's causing this double peak? And so they dove in, they, you know, they found all of um, some additional information. And basically the aha moment for them was, oh my gosh, we've got a bunch of international buyers coming into our physical stores and buying bulk purchases of, of merchandise that they could then take back to their country and sell in their own stores. And this, country, this uh, retailer didn't have a international presence. And so then that led to the recommendations around, hey, maybe there's some different things that we can do to market to these in, in these international countries. Maybe there's some, uh, maybe this will influence our globalization, how we expand to different countries. And so as you can see here, what we've taken is these, a bunch of different findings and we've, we've kind of used the, the data storytelling arc to organize them and, and hopefully inspire and motivate people to act on the information that's being shared. Now, I'll just wrap up with, uh, you know, data storytellers are so critical. You know, as Kate has said about this day, you know, it's that last mile. And I really do believe a lot of the value that we get from data, you know, if we don't communicate it effectively, we lose it. You know, these insights that are so precious that take such a hard, you know, take a lot of effort to uncover. If we don't communicate it, communicate them effectively, there's a good chance they won't be acted on. And I really like this quote from Stephen Few that the numbers have an important story to tell and it's dependent upon us to be that clear and convincing voice. And if you'd like to learn more about data storytelling uh, and how you can become a better data storyteller, you know, my book's available on Amazon and you could definitely, if, if you're passionate about data storytelling, please connect with me on LinkedIn. And also uh, there's a website for my book as well, effectivedatastorytelling.com. You can get more information. Awesome, Brent, thank you so much for that presentation. I'm removing the screen. Thank you so much. We have a lot of questions and comments and not a lot of time, so I'm gonna get right into it. But first of all, great presentation. I really love that. I, I agree with everything you just said. This is literally what I preach and data storytelling is just so close to my heart. I truly loved all of that. The first question I'll get to here is from Lori and she's asking, how did you transition from a marketer to a data storyteller? although they're similar. Yeah, I is yeah, I started out as a marketer. I I actually was thinking about going into to accounting. I was actually really good with numbers and I was debating between marketing and accounting mm -hmm. and I made the decision I chose the the road less traveled and decided to go in, you know, with marketing even though I a lot of friends were saying, oh, you should stick with accounting, you, you know, make partner and then you're set for life. But I, I really like the numbers and I went into marketing at the time when, you know, we didn't have uh, web analytics, we didn't have digital analytics, we didn't have a lot of these things. And and slowly but surely, we start. I started to see more data in marketing and I started to gravitate to that side. I started working as a consultant, working with a lot of marketers and helping them to get value from their data. And, and, and so, I, I had always um, had strong presentation skills. I've, you know, I think um, my slides and stuff, I've always done that. But yeah. then being able to 
merge the data side of me um, with that presentation side. That's where storytelling, this you know, data storytelling for me was just magical. You know, I found my my sweet spot, so to speak. Yeah, absolutely. And I know you mentioned binge watching Netflix. Just wanted to to show you, not everybody watches Netflix. Robert here binge watches replays of the dedicated conference. So thanks, Robert. Appreciate the support. Um, question here from Richard. How do you handle information overload in data storytelling? Yeah, I actually did a LinkedIn post about this recently. It's actually one of, I did it last week. So I think there's a couple of ways we have to be careful about information overload. We as the analyst, as we go into the data, we really need to have what I think we need to focus on the business goals, the business objectives to really make sure that, you know, when we're looking at all this rich data that we have, that we ourselves don't get lost or caught up in, in data that really isn't tied to what's important to the business or to the audience that we're trying to serve. So that's the first area. And then as we transition over to presenting our findings and our insights, we need to take you know, we need to have cognitive empathy for our audience. We need to think about, hey, is this going to really, you know, is this information all necessary? Do I need mm -hmm. to show all of these different steps or, or is there information I can remove from the slide? So there's there's a way that we put ourselves in the shoes of the audience and reevaluate. I think it's an important thing. You know, obviously, when we go into the exploratory side, we don't care. We're just pulling in all the numbers, the data that we need to kind of find that insight. But then as we transition over to explanatory phase, where we're trying to share insights, that's where we need to self-edit. We yeah. have to be able to spot things in the data and say, you know what, this is not necessary. This can go in the appendix. If they ask a question on this, I can I can refer to the appendix. But But you really, you know, as today, I think a theme has been simplify, simplify, make it really clear. And, you know, and that's critical. We don't want to overload people with too much information. And it's very easy to do um, with, with data visualization. Yes, I know. And the tools that we have available make it so easy to just visualize every, every piece of data that we have. And we have a lot of data. So I'll move on to the, the next question here from Katina. What is the balance between the visuals and story? What percentage should be visuals, numbers versus the narrative? Is there a fixed model? You know, I always go back to, you know, if visuals and narrative are part of a data story, then it's really about what, you know, understanding your audience, you know, before, you know, I didn't have time in this presentation to talk about the importance of understanding your audience, but I think that will determine, you know, do I lean more on the story or do I lean more on the data and the visualizations? And so it's really tailoring. Ultimately, I want my insight to be understood mm -hmm. and I want it to resonate with the, that audience. And so then, it may mean, you know what, this is a very complex insight. And so I'm yeah. going to need to visualize it more. I'm going to have to provide more information. And, and in other cases, it may be I'm talking to experts on this topic. I don't need to spend as much time on the contextual pieces or building out my story necessarily. It may be, you know, a few visualizations that really communicate to this audience because they're more technical. They understand at a deeper level. And, and really, I think the audience would then inform what mix of visuals and um, and narrative and, and and even the data itself too? So it's uh, it depends. Well, it, it depends. Great. That's the consulting MBA answer that you're gonna you're gonna get. But yes, but audience, uh, we'll take, audience is the answer. Yes, we'll take uh, one last question. I thought this was a really interesting one from Charisma. Do you build your storytelling arc digitally or with a pen and paper? 
you know, again, I, I would, wasn't able to really show this, but I, I, you know, it's it's kind of a storyboarding process that you go through where, you know, you maybe you get all of your insights out on post-it notes or on a whiteboard, you know, and you put it there and you start to move things around and kind of say, okay, well, the first thing that I would recommend is you've got to zero in on what's your main takeaway, your main, your money insight. At the end of the day, if they forget everything else about my, my presentation, what is it that they need to remember? And that becomes your focal point. I call that the aha moment, right? Mm-hmm. And then it's like, okay, where do I where do I start with this? And, and that's where you've got to find, you know, is there that hook? Is there that interesting observation that kind of started you down this journey? Um, and, and I've done it primarily, I think, if it's, if it's a big insight, I'm going to kind of put my post-it notes out and, and, and play with it. Things that I can move around and I can right. remove from from the, you know, this arc that I, that I draw on the whiteboard or whatever, but but that's how I've done it. Yeah, that makes sense. I I guess people do have their own methods, but thank you for sharing yours. That was really helpful. Uh, Unfortunately, we are at time. And at this point, Brent, I definitely thank you so much for giving us your presentation today, giving us your time. And if you do have time to hop into the comments, please do so. Yes, show us the book one more time. There, there were questions about the exact title. So it's Effective Data Storytelling. Yes, yes. Effective Data Storytelling. I keep pushing it off yes. there. How to <laughs> Drive Change with Data, Narrative, and Visuals. We're going to select three winners, but uh, definitely suggest you go to Amazon and check the book out if this is something you're interested in. So, Brent, thank you again for your time. Great to have. Great to be here, Kate. It was awesome. Thank you.